And I remember this was when I was in university and everyone was like, oh, MySpace, you're such a nerd. And now I'm the one laughing, right? Because I'm like, well, I already knew how to do social media way back, like, you know, 15 years ago. Welcome to Standout Style, a podcast that tears down the uncertainties of style, fashion, and inner confidence. I'm your host, Camry Hill. I'm a personal stylist, digital entrepreneur, wife, and mom of three. I'm totally obsessed with helping women exude confidence from the inside out. In this podcast, you will hear style and wardrobe tips, as well as incredible stories of women who are out there showing up as their most confident selves, style and all. Welcome to the Standout Style Podcast, Em. I am honestly so excited that you're here. Um, You've been on my list of podcast guests for a while now. Took one simple DM to you to say, come on and please like be a guest of mine. So thank you for saying yes and being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I know we're going to have lots of fun. So thank you for asking. You have such high energy and that's what I love. I love to have podcast guests that just have so much energy and a story to tell, which I know you do. So we're going to get into that. I would love for you to just start off by telling us about you and your business. Well, my name is MG. I could start off by rapping because that's how I have uh, started off before. Now I've said it, I've got to do it. My name's MG and I'm here to help you see that whatever you want to be, you can absolutely be. You know you were meant for more, but you can't get there by doing what you did before. So get out of your comfort zone and know that you're not doing it on your own. (laughs) I cannot believe I just started with that. I haven't said it in a while either. So I almost lost my train of thought. (laughs) I don't know how much that really tells people about what I do, but I am a business and mindset coach for female entrepreneurs who want to be unstoppable in business. And sometimes that means getting out of your comfort zone, actually rewind a lot of the time that means getting out of your comfort zone. So that little attempt at a wrap was something that I did last year when I had the opportunity to get on stage and I knew I was going to have a minute to answer a certain question. And that question was about getting out of your comfort zone. And I wanted to make an impact. And one of the things that I help a lot of my clients with is get out of their own way so they can make the impact that they desire in the world. And when I was asked to do that on stage, I thought, what can I do that's going to make me really stand out? And I know your podcast, Standout Style, and we'll get to the style behind that as well. But I knew if I wanted to really stand out and make an impact and make people go, who the heck is MG? I was going to have to do something different, not the standard, like stand up and respond for one minute by talking into the microphone. So I got up and I held the microphone, flipped it upside down so that it was like I was getting ready to rap, even though I'm not a rapper or a singer at all. And I said that um, rap in front of everyone, which was good fun. And everyone thought it was hilarious. I totally stumbled on my words. I was sweaty. I was shaking, but I stood out. And that's what I'm all about in my own business and also helping other female entrepreneurs do the same. Yeah, I think it's amazing. And I just, I know your background just because I've been following you on Instagram and you speak about it. And I've listened to you on other podcasts as well, but, and just hearing that you had such confidence in doing that in that situation, it's like, to me, I'm like, did she always have this confidence? And how did you get to this place of, you know, getting into the online coaching space and 
putting yourself out there as such a confident entrepreneur? Like give us that sort of that storyline of how you ended up here. I'm not sure I call it confidence, if I'm honest. Uh, I think a lot of people would see from the outside, see me from the outside and think that I'm really confident, but I harness courage over confidence because like I said, I, my hand was sweating. Like I felt really bad handing the microphone back because my hand was so sweaty <laughs> after I'd finished doing that. I was shaking, but it was more that I know now how to embrace confidence. Oh, sorry, courage in order to get to that confidence. It's like a stepping stone. But how I kind of got into this space, I was one of the early adopters of MySpace, like social media. And I remember this was when I was in university and everyone was like, oh, MySpace, you're such a nerd. And now I'm the one laughing, right? Because I'm like, well, I already knew how to do social media way back, like, you know, 15 years ago. And, you know, I met people on MySpace. I made friends. I think I had a few boyfriends from MySpace. You know, I connected with bands on MySpace and I loved it. And I loved, I, I had a digital camera, you know, because we didn't have cameras on our phones back then. And I would go out and I'd take lots of photos of things and I'd share it. So I guess I really liked social media when it first came out and I was already really confident I was confident I felt natural to me to want to share um, I've always been a bit outspoken extroverted but it doesn't mean that I've felt that full confidence in myself all the time I still have had a lot of doubt I've had a lot of anxiety in my life I've experienced bouts of depression as well and a lot of the time that's just kind of been a front uh, but I've, I've moved into working in the online space because I wanted to change careers and I was a, previously a primary school teacher, also have a degree in business marketing, which is actually useful now. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, when I had children, I was ready to change my career from being a teacher into something else. Teaching's really hard. If anyone that's listening to this is a teacher, my hat goes off to you because it is and it can be an exhausting career. But I ended up doing personal training and knew that the world was, you know, really moving to this online space. And so I made sure while I was running and operating my personal training business that I had an online presence. And that led into me going, okay, what else is possible? Could I create online programs? And so I started doing that. I started using my marketing knowledge to start dabbling in that a little bit. It wasn't particularly successful at that point, but it was trial and error. And I think if people look at where I am now as a business mindset coach and work, working mainly online, they might not realize the, the full story behind that. You know, you know, you see now and you go, well, that looks like an overnight success because like, where did this come from? It just came out of nowhere. No, it didn't. It's been a long process and it's, it takes time. And there's been so many times, Camry, where I've gone, should I just go get a real job? Should I just quit all of this? Am I even made for this? But here I am. <laughs> and there is no way I've relinquished my teaching, uh, what do you call it, registration. I don't even have it. I'm not even registered as a teacher anymore. That went in March 2020. And I consider myself now unemployable because I could not work for anyone else. <laughs> like, no, I make the rules in my life and in my work. And I do not want to do what other people tell me to do. Yeah. Absolutely. I love your story. And I love that you just said that you don't really consider it confidence um, and that it's just courage um, because we have all been there, right? Like we've all been there 
questioning ourselves and questioning what we should do, especially women entrepreneurs. Like it takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there. I just interviewed a lady last night who just decided to change um, from her business name to her actual name as like the umbrella of her business. And she's been in business for like 20 years and has never decided to do that. And it's just so scary to put yourself out there in that way, to be the the, the face of your brand, to, to be bold and get your, your message across in such a big market, really, like that's growing every single day of women entrepreneurs and women who are like, don't want to have these jobs that are taking me away from my family, taking me away from my kids. 99% of the women I've interviewed, it's it's when they decide to have children and a family that drives them to this entrepreneurial space. And that's like such a beautiful thing. But then we question ourselves on, are we made to do this? This is scary. It's we, I still, I'm the same as you. I still question myself every day. Like, what am I doing? This isn't working. Should I even be doing this? Like, and you see those people who are so successful and you're like questioning yourself on, well, how did, how do I do what they're doing? Um, and I look at you and think that you're just incredible and you really stand out in your industry in my eyes, the way that you market yourself. Um, so it's amazing to hear that. Okay. Well, you still have that self self doubt and that's totally okay. It just is about harnessing, harnessing that courage that it takes to put yourself out there. Yeah. It comes down to mindset ultimately. And that was part of what I did when I was a personal trainer. I studied neuro-linguistic programming because I knew that would be helpful for my clients. Ended up being really helpful for me in my own healing journey. And, you know, now, even if I feel anxious or I have that heavy feeling of self-doubt and worry that I'm not meant to be doing what I'm doing, whatever those thoughts are. I know that thoughts aren't true unless I give them the energy of truth. And therefore I can just go, actually, what do I want to be true? And start trying on those thoughts, but like trying on an outfit, right? Try it on and be like, oh, I like that thought. That makes me feel good. Yeah. Just taking that one step forward and being courageous, right? So I do want to talk about, um, I don't, I think it was a few launches ago. You had like a really massive, amazing, successful launch. Um, And, but you did that really through putting yourself out there in, you know, a very crazy, I guess you could say very out there, very not seen um, way through your marketing and definitely through your visual marketing. Um, So number one, tell the ladies what you are wearing. You can describe it probably (laughs) better than I can. And how that, how the hell did you even like think about, okay, this is what I'm going to do and be courageous enough to do it. I'm really glad you've asked this question. I'm excited to talk about it because it is quite a story of how this came about. And if anyone's listening to this and they're like, I need to go and see this, just go to my Instagram. I've still got photos from it that come up because it was, as you say, like the visual marketing was awesome and it was fun and it is crazy because that's certainly a word that I would use to describe my style because that's it's out there again it's standout right so what I decided was to dress up as a superhero Mrs. Unstoppable. Unstoppable is a huge part of my brand all of my programs have got some level of the word unstoppable unstoppability which I've decided is a word um, in there and I was asking myself one night, I was lying in bed, 
and I'm thinking, you know, sometimes those are the times of the best bloody ideas come to you when you're trying to go to sleep, right? I'm lying in bed thinking unstoppable, unstoppable. Now I've got kids who are at the age of watching The Incredibles, right? And so you've got that incredible family, The Incredibles. It's like, oh, what about The Unstoppables, you know? And so that kind of came to me and I thought, oh, I could get like a little cartoon made up. So I went on to Fiverr and I hired someone to draw a cartoon of Mrs. Unstoppable. And I was getting these drawings back and they looked good, but they weren't the full body. Can I say the F word on your podcast? Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't the full body fuck yes feeling that I wanted. Like for me, I make a lot of business decisions based on that, that feeling. And I got them. I was like, yeah, they're cute but it's not me. And at the time I was working with a coach, Heidi Anderson. She's the queen of public relations. She's very out there and crazy, just like me. And I asked myself the question, what would Heidi do? Heidi would just get dressed up. And if you follow Heidi Anderson, you'll see like she, she does some pretty crazy shit, probably more crazy than me. Um, And so what would Heidi do? Heidi would just dress up as the superhero, right? You don't need to bloody cartoon just go dress up so I went on that wonderful website light in the box which is cheap shit but um, you can get anything on there right and I thought I'll just have a look and see what there is so I ended up getting this electric blue leotard that literally zips from the chest all the way down and up the back like that's I'm not sure that it was made to be a superhero outfit I have a feeling it was for something (laughs) different but it was in my brand color. I've got that electric blue in my brand color. So I was like, okay, that's the leotard I'm getting. And then I got some pink knee-high latex boots, again, in like the baby pink color that's in my branding. Couldn't find a cape in my branding color. So I went to Spotlight and I made a cape out of some yellow fabric. And I'm not a seamstress yet. There's a theme here, right? I'm not a seamstress. I'm not a rapper, but I'm like, I'll just try anything on for size and see what happens, right? When I made this cape, um, also got some electric blue uh, fabric to make the letter U on the back of it for Unstoppable. What else did I get? Oh, of course, I got the eye mask, the superhero mask in pink as well. And then I got a friend to take some photos because, to be honest, I felt quite self-conscious wearing it and I didn't want to pay a photographer I was like can I just get a friend to come over and the cut of that leotard as you will have seen is very very high cut it's quite risque I have my own personal hang-ups about my my thighs like that is interestingly of all the things to show off in that outfit was the one area of my body that I like to hide so it was almost like a really cool opportunity for me to work through some of that as well and people are like, wow, she's so confident. And I'm like, actually, I'm looking at myself like, oh, my God, oh, my God, am I doing this? You know, but again, it's that opportunity to step into that courage. And yeah, this was this became Mrs. Unstoppable. And I often showed up for reels. I showed up for workshops in this outfit, uh, which was entertaining for everyone but it really associated people with me and being unstoppable and that's what the whole program that I was launching was about it's the unstoppables and it was it was a huge launch I always go for massive goals 90% of the time I don't actually achieve the goal but I, I get close to it and then it's further than what I would if I didn't set that big goal and it was a $101,000 launch which to compare to a launch 12 months earlier. So I did a launch 
uh, February 2021 and this $101,000 launch was in January 2022. So 12 months. The the launch 12 months earlier was $11,000. Wow. And this launch was $101,000. So that's pretty Huge significant, job. right? Yeah. Uh, and really, there wasn't a huge amount of difference in my launch plan because I still followed my three-phase launch plan that I do. But having that standout style, that um, way that really associated me with that unstoppable image, I believe was a huge component of the success for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to cut through the noise of social media. Like that's where, yeah, we, oh, it's exactly what I teach Webit. It's like, you have to, you cannot, you know, just have, you know, selfies all over your Instagram feed. And I have so many women that are just even so scared of going and getting branding images done because they are so so self-conscious of themselves. So I think for them hearing that you pushed yourself to wear something that number one showed off a part of your body that you weren't fully confident with. And number two, to push yourself to post those images and use them as your marketing strategy is just that little bit of like encouragement to these women that it isn't, people aren't really caring about the size of your thighs. (laughs) They don't care, you know, and people really do not care about the smallest little things that we have hangups about. Um, And showing who you are authentically online is going to cut through heaps more than if you're just hiding behind a logo and a business name. And I see so many women doing this. So I think that's just amazing your story. And that's a huge reason why I got you onto this podcast because, you know, head over to M's Instagram page and you'll see exactly what she's talking about. These images are very eye-catching. Um, but I, I just want to like get a little bit more, you gave a lot inside of that question. Um, but what would you say is your like top few tips on marketing yourself online with confidence? I think the first step is actually starting to do that inner work on yourself and really recognize your worth in who you are, you know, and not allowing what other people or society expect of you to define who you are. And that's actually probably the hardest but most important step because when we start to doubt who we are, we don't know who we're showing up as And then it's confusing for us, but also confusing for our audience. So I I truly think the most important thing for being able to do that is starting with that inner work. And that might be, you know, working with a mindset coach or a life coach or just starting to do some mindfulness practices or just starting to journal. Like, who am I? It's a massive question, right? Who am I? How do, I, how do I want to show up in the world? Who do I want to be? And especially if you're in business, who do I want to be in this industry? Like, how do I want people to perceive me? And is that me or is that who I want to be? Because who you are now is not who you're going to be in six months' time anyway. Who you are now is not who you are tomorrow. Like, we, we literally change every single day. So you can start to choose who is that going to be and step into that. One of the things I do is an energetic blueprint 
with, uh, I do it in the unstoppables and I do it with one-on-one clients as well of, of who you want to be. And what that involves is asking yourself the questions. So you can journal this out. If you're listening to this, write these questions down. The first question is, who do I want to be? Okay. And it's letting yourself go there. Like, even if it's dreaming, like, who do I want to be? And what does that look like? The first question, but sometimes I've reversed the order of these questions because it can be easier to do them in reverse. So write them down. And if you're like, I can't answer this question first, go to the last question, work back in reverse. What do I need to believe in order to be that person? So it might be, I am good enough. I am the expert. What do I need to believe? They're often those I am statements, the big broad statements. The next question is, what do I need to think in order to be that person. And thoughts, the, the way I see the difference between thoughts and beliefs, thoughts inspire action. So thinks that you thoughts that you think might be something like, I can do this, you've got this, just do it, M. They are thoughts that lead me to take action, right? And the next level is what emotions do I need to embody? If I'm going to be that person, what emotions do I need to embody? So it might be motivated. It might be focused. It might be courageous or confident, whatever feels good for you. So then when you're trying to be that person that you want to be, what what kind of things are you going to say to yourself to feel motivated? Again, it might come back to those thoughts of just do it. You can do this. You know what you're doing, whatever that thought might be. And finally, what actions would I take? If I'm being that person, what actions would I take? And the actions are going to be things like show up on social media, get your face in there, share the parts of you that you know are going to resonate with your audience. Those are the actions. Now, the reason I say it can be easier to do it in reverse is because we naturally go to actions because we think that we think about the doing, but what we forget is that behind all of that is the being. Because you won't do what you need to do unless you be who you need to be in order to do those things. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. I know I talk in loops sometimes, and I'm like, if yeah. you need to rewind and listen <laughs> to that sentence again. You can rewind on this as many times if you need it, ladies. <laughs> Does that answer your question? It's probably yeah. not quite what you were expecting. No, honestly, it just, it goes so hand in hand with what I do because mindset is everything. It's Mm. everything. And when I am helping women with their personal style and helping them get out there and feel their best, it all starts from within. Every single part of that is just the step-by-step process. And it's the entrepreneurial journey is so crazy, right? Like we, (laughs) a roller coaster. One day you feel completely unstoppable. And the next day you feel like complete and utter crap. And it's like, I am not meant to do this. So there are days where you're going to feel really good. And there's days that you're not going to feel really good, but it's all about taking those actions every single day and really working on that mindset. And it's going to, like you said, you're not going to be the same person tomorrow or the same person in six months. And I know personally through my entrepreneurial um, journey, I have evolved and changed so much in that time. And you continue to evolve and grow into the next level. Every single time your business grows or evolves and it's okay to do that. Like you don't have to stay the same person. And if you want to change it, change it. Like it's having that confidence behind you 
to be able to go, no, I'm ready for that next step or that next level of like who I am supposed to be. Yeah, you will always change. That's the only constant in life is change. If I look at, excuse me, if I look at who I was showing up as when I had my online fitness business, completely different to who I show up as now. I hated pink. I was anti-pink. I, my first daughter, her, her name's Rory. And I was so against buying her anything pink. She's got this unisex name. And I was just like, no, she's, she's not going to. And she's the most girly girl ever. Like it's so hilarious. Cause now she's seven and it's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks university. Just like showing <laughs> she me is she who she is, <laughs> who she wants to be. She's got incredible style too. Like, Oh, she's got her own style and it, it's not fashionable, but it's her own style. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I've changed and I think we need to embrace that change and it can be injected into our business and it excites people seeing the changes, Yeah, you know, like they are changing and evolving too. Mm -hmm. So when you change and evolve, you're giving other people permission to do the same and, and grow and change with you. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. I think that's incredible advice. Um, I do want to ask you, so you live in Perth. <laughs> I actually don't live in oh, Perth. I live where 400 kilometers south oh, of Perth, okay. which in the scheme of Western yeah. Australia is not that far. <laughs> yes. Okay. So sorry about that, but you're in WA, which yeah. is like, you know, it's, you guys have done it tough, really tough the last few years of all of, like all of Australia has done it tough, but you guys by far exceeded the toughness that was the last two years. Right. So I found you when I, I think we were still in lockdown. Um, I found you on Instagram. I think I came across you on Tina Towers stories or something, um, clicked over and obviously just loved everything that you were about. And then I started watching your stories. Um, and I just, I was really attracted to how outspoken you are. And I think that is because I am a little bit more of a people pleaser. So I grew up my life being very people pleasing and never wanted to test the boundaries. It's never really like, you know, did never want to say anything to upset anyone. And you're probably quite the opposite to that. But it gave me a lot of confidence during that time because we align very much in our beliefs and values in terms of what you were speaking out against. And I, it gave me a lot of sense of purpose and confidence within myself that there's other people out there. And I love that you do that, that you're so like stand in your power when it comes to certain topics. Um, so number one, how, you know, have you always been like that? Have you always been quite outspoken? And, and as a business owner, how do you handle that sort of juggle um, with speaking on certain things? I just want to say, first of all, thank you so much for sharing that. I actually almost felt like tears were coming into my eyes as you were saying that, because that was part of the reason why I felt that I had to, I got to that point where I had to share, even if it did make me outspoken, because I knew there were other people that were feeling that way, but they didn't feel heard. They didn't feel like they felt alone and isolated. And it's a shit feeling just to put it plainly. And I, and I knew that it would resonate with some people really deeply and other people, it wouldn't resonate at all to the point where they might unfollow me and that's okay. Um, but it's, it, that was what was important to me. And yes, I have 
probably always been a bit outspoken. Uh, I, I know that from my early childhood traumas, I've always felt like I have to prove myself and therefore it's almost like I'd had this chip on my shoulder and through going through a lot of my own internal work, I've, I've kind of learned that I can use this chip on my shoulder for a positive purpose instead of, you know, trying to create arguments. It's more, what can I do for the people who are on the other side of that argument, who are outspoken, who don't feel heard and know that they're not alone. Uh, I've, I went through phases, you know, when I was younger, where I was, I was vegan and I was like, I was that horrible vegan that would go around telling people that they were eating decomposing meat and like all this, like decomposing flesh, I think it was like, I I was horrible, right? I've done my own inner work to realize that I'm not trying to change anyone's mind now about anything. But what I am trying to do is, first of all, give myself a voice because I think everyone deserves to say their piece, but also be the voice knowing that I am privileged enough to not be impacted in a negative way by being the voice. In saying that, yes, it did impact my business. So I did actually record a whole podcast episode on this at the time because there were so many people, like I was getting DMs left, right, front and center saying, thank you so much for sharing. I'm so scared to share this, especially on my business platform. And yes, I had people message me saying, you shouldn't be sharing this on your business platform. And I went, fuck you, I'll do what I want to do. Because that's my outspoken chip on my shoulder yeah. response, but I I didn't I didn't actually say that. Okay, I'll be honest. I was always <laughs> nice. I was just thinking it, you know. Um, and the thing is, I wanted to use my platform because it meant I could reach more people. Doing it on my personal page didn't reach anyone, but doing it on my platform reached more people. And I've ended up with a group full of ideal clients because of it, because even if they don't agree with my views, they're open-minded enough to respect my views and that's okay. Right. However, yes, I lost followers. I also gained followers because people knew that's what I was talking about. And if they were in the same way of thinking, or they respected the fact that I was being outspoken, just like you, you know, you might've started following me for a completely different reason, but because I was talking about that, you then felt more connected to me. And here we are having this conversation, right? That this might not have been the case if I didn't be the voice for that, right? Because it's made people go, I want to watch her stories. I ended up with so many more story watches. That's not story views. That's the right word. (laughs) When I was sharing about that stuff, because even if people didn't agree with me, people also like watching things that trigger them, which is really interesting. Yeah. So it was, there were some people that, you know, were messaging me telling me I shouldn't be saying these things, but yet they were still watching my stories because they wanted to see if I was still saying it. Yeah. Just fascinating. Yeah. And also I had people, you know, right at the beginning going, oh, I, you know, I don't think you should be sharing this. And then six months later, they're messaging me going, oh my gosh, I so agree. Right. right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so that's really interesting as well. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'm really glad that you were open to looking at this from a different perspective. And I wasn't trying to change your mind, but, you know, clearly, factors external circumstances have have come into play and and you've gone actually this is bullshit Mm -hmm. so uh yeah I think to answer your question yes I have always been a bit outspoken but I did hold back for a while 
I lost a client in that process who I'd been working with for five months. We had a month to go and she had different beliefs to me and she couldn't let go of that. And so we got to the point where I said, look, I actually think it's probably best for us to walk away. I refunded her for the final month um, and that's okay. It actually freed me up at that point to be more of me because I wasn't trying to hide behind it and upset her Uh, because I do have people pleasing tendencies. I'm human, right? Yeah. But, you know, she couldn't move past it. I was, I didn't bother me that she had her beliefs about it, but it, you know, if that was going to impact our coaching client relationship to a point that it wasn't going to work for her anymore, that's okay. Let's cut our losses and move on. Um, And really that was probably the biggest loss of all yeah but I feel like what I gained was was worth it not only in terms of my business but in terms of my heart Mm -hmm. you know and feeling that sense of purpose because at the end of the day I want to get to the end of my life and feel like I've lived my life true to my values and that's really all that matters for anyone yeah you know yeah Absolutely. We've deep, haven't we? Yeah. I, I, I honestly, just before, I mean, we'll pivot into a slightly lighter topic in a minute, but I just wanted to ask you about that because in, I'll just briefly give you an indication. I had a pretty much a mental breakdown during those lockdowns, which I would say a huge amount of people are going to listen to this and say that they did as well. And you personally voice message me multiple times when I would comment or message you on your stories and say, thank you. Thank you for sharing this. Thank you for validating how I'm feeling. Thank you for making me not feel like I'm crazy because all of my other friends are telling me you're crazy. And I lost a lot of friendships during that time. And I just want to say thank you because you did help a lot of people and you still continue to help a lot of people, not just women in business, but in reaching people who really do need to hear those things. And it can be really scary to be a person who really is a trailblazer in what they're thinking and feeling and putting it out there. And those are the people who live their lives in a bold, brave place. And I think you're a shining example of that. So I just wanted to say thank you. I really appreciate it. And it's, I mean, a huge reason why your stories are right up the front of my feed every single day is because I do love to hear what you have to say. So you've done an amazing job. I really appreciate you saying so. And I'm like, let's just not, I don't want to cry. Put lashes on. (laughs) I can't cry. They'll start to like make my eyes all tingly. No, um, I will. I'll move into a slightly funner topic, but I did have to touch on that because that's what brought me to you. So, um, okay. So personal style, we're going to talk about that for a minute because obviously I'm all about fashion and style and blending that into business and entre- entrepreneurship. So um, how would you describe your personal style? And do you think it has changed since becoming an entrepreneur? How Okay, let's start with how I would describe my personal style at the moment. I would say it's ever-changing because I don't know if you know human design, but I'm a manifesting generator, and that means that I have all of these different ideas. So from one day to the next, it can be quite different. But generally speaking, there will be some kind of bold piece with other kind of classics. So I like, I've got like a black t-shirt on with a bold pink blazer right now. Um, I'm loving jeans at the moment because 
Mum jeans are so much more comfortable than skinny jeans. So I'm so down for that. But yeah, generally speaking, kind of like classic with bold because I don't like classic on its own. I find that's it's a bit too, I'm going to say boring at the risk of offending someone, um, but it's, it's too boring for me. I like to have something bold and I have gone through phases where my hair will be bright pink and that's kind of like my bold statement. Uh, I do like bold and bright patterns at the moment. I actually look for things in my branding colors all the time. And I found this incredible Gorman Merino scarf and beanie set recently that was all in my branding colors. I was like, yes, surely I can buy that on my business credit card, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think that's probably how I would describe my style now, but it's changed a lot. Even 12 months ago, it would have been active wear leggings with a t-shirt and a blazer that was kind of my style then I was because I had been a personal trainer and that was my first business act and a mum oh my god let's be honest just active wear everything when you're a mum yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you find that you like I was wearing really nice active wear a couple of years ago and it, and it felt good but I've got to the point now where I sit down and I know that my style when I sit down at my desk impacts how I show up in my work so if I sit down and I've put on this blazer I feel more like boss bitch MG, you know? <laughs> so it impacts how you feel. And whereas if I'm sitting here in my trackies, which I could be, you know, like you can't see my bottom half. I'm not, I'm wearing jeans and I'm wearing some nice black boots and I just feel differently energetically. And I think that's really important for the work that I do. Uh, it's also got to a point where like my kids are at full in full-time school. And so therefore, you know, I can be CEO of my business five days a week. I'm not like trying to manage all of the childcare in between and all that kind of thing. So I can get dressed for work. And I think that might be attributed to the change in style. But also I had a stylist, you might know her, Jessie Jolly. Um, she came to my house when she happened to be 400 kilometers from Perth because it's not very often you have a stylist in Albany. Yeah. Um, she came to my house and helped me sort out all of my clothes about 18 months ago. And then I bought a few pieces to kind of fit into my wardrobe. And now I've got this amazing wardrobe. So I want to freaking wear the stuff, you know? Yes. So I make a point of going, okay, I've got these outfits. What am I going to wear instead of just putting my active wear on? And now my active wear gets worn only for exercise but that also means I have more washing. So that's a slight, like, used to just be able to wear active wear all day. Yeah. But now I have two outfits each day. I have my active wear and my clothes, and so there's more washing. But I'll take it. I'll take Amazing. it. Well, you validated everything that I teach my <laughs> clients and what I talk about on this podcast. Um, one of my most popular reels lately was me in a robe, and I said, stop wearing your, like, comfies at home to work in and I like went like this and put my arms out and I had like a nicer outfit on and something that I talk about a lot on my socials is um that if you are showing up especially women entrepreneurs were working from home and we're doing that home work-life juggle and picking up kids from school and we so we tend to sit in this space of not wanting to put on nice clothes because we're trying to juggle all of that. And then we're at just at home. No one's going to see us. Like I might jump on a podcast. I can get ready really quickly and look nice from the waist up, but it's all about that energy that you just said that you have to put yourself in a space of like, I am a boss and I'm amazing and I have to feel good. It's all, everything's about energy. Everything's about that inner mindset and what you put on your body 
I cannot tell you the change that it will make on your mindset. So you're, you're very right about that. And sometimes it does take a bit of time to figure out your personal style and get yourself into that headspace of actually getting up and getting dressed and ready for work, even though you're just at home and you're not going into an office, it's, that can be a bit tricky, but it's so important. So I love that you've just. Some good tips. If you go to like, if you've read the book, Atomic Habits, now it's not necessarily aimed at female entrepreneurs who are mums that work from home and blah, blah, blah. But the, the whole idea behind that book is making space for the habits that you want. And if you want good work habits in your business, so you can get more done in less time. Hello, we all want that. Then you do have to set up your environment in a way that inspires that action right and your environment includes where you're working so working in your office space rather than sitting on the lounge with Netflix going in the background Mm -hmm. or your environment is your physical environment you know you you'll have an association I don't wear this blazer to go to the gym or hang out with my kids right so when I put it on I have like a subconscious association that's like right here we go we're getting ready for boss bitch action so it's makes you focus on what it is you're going to focus on because you've dressed for that it's like as soon as you put on your active wear you go right I'm ready to go to the gym you know we buy new active wear and we put it on and we're like yes I want to work out now because damn I look good in these leggings you know so yeah I love that and I wouldn't have known that probably five or six years ago especially when I first had kids it was just like oh my god just put on whatever I need to get through the day yeah Uh, but I wish I knew I wish I knew how much of a difference it would make me feel One of the biggest requests I get off of women on my social media is how to dress stylish yet comfortable to work from home in. So many of you guys struggle with this and trying to figure it out on your own. So I went and made the most incredible resource all for free. The work from home capsule wardrobe free download is now available. This resource will help you create the perfect capsule wardrobe that will be both comfortable and stylish so you can confidently create an empire from home. You head over to camryhill.com forward slash WFH to download your free guide or head over to the show notes down below and I will include the link for you to get your free resource. So just to end off everything, because you have just given us such amazing advice and loads of wisdom, um, I do have some fun little rapid fire questions. So this is something I've been doing with my guests. It's just super fun and light. So um, the first question is, what is your favorite part of being an entrepreneur? Oh, I would say now the freedom. I didn't, I didn't have that a few years ago, but now the freedom, like yesterday, just being able to go to my daughter's cross country right in the middle of the day smashed out a bunch of work, went to cross country, came back, finished being a teacher yeah. before I would not have been able to just leave school and leave my classroom and go and watch her cross country. So yeah. definitely yeah. that. We do, we do it for our families, don't we? <laughs> um, what's your least favorite part of being an entrepreneur? I, I would say the roller coaster, the roller coaster of doubt of uh, income. I've gotten to a point where it's a lot easier to manage now, but there is, you know, those months where you're like, woo, I'm making all the money. And then the other months where it's not so much because you're not launching anything. And so managing that, I think is probably the thing I 
least like, but it also shows me what it is I need to work on. So I've started working monthly with my accountant. So I like the things that I don't like because they show me what to do so that I can change things for the better. Yeah. Amazing. Um, What's your favorite item in your closet? This blazer. (laughs) That's why I put it on. It just makes everything fun. Yes. Pink blazer. You can't get anything better than that. As soon as I saw it in the store, and I always say the name of the store wrong. Is it De Cuba? Yeah. That's how you say it. Yep. I said it right. (laughs) I said it wrong for years until I think I saw one of the owners say it on her stories or something. And I'm like, oh, that's right. <laughs> they must be laughing all the time. Like, like yeah. no one knows how to say this. I'm like, well, stop using French words for an Australian yeah. brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Okay, this is a really good one. Who is your most watched stories on Instagram? Like, who do you use? Whose stories do you watch the most? Do you know what? It changes all the time. And I actually, I don't watch a lot of stories which is weird, right? Like, isn't that what most people do when they go to stories? Let me have a look. How about I open it right now and see what's at the top right now? Because I'm curious. Who's at the front? Okay. So it's a client of mine and you know what? It's hilarious because it's Amanda, the client that I know you're connected with. Yeah. Too funny. I think what I do is I'm, I try to be quite involved with my clients. And so I will watch their stories and comment on their posts. And yeah, yeah, it's funny because Amanda's totally going to listen to this. So Amanda, you were right at the top of my story. Oh, look at that. (laughs) She's special. (laughs) That's so good. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Em. Um, This is just going to be an incredible podcast for everyone to listen to. Amazing advice. I appreciate you coming on. Please just let everyone know where they can find you and what you currently have on offer if they want to come over and work with you. So I would say the best way to find me is on Instagram, slide into my DMs, say hello. My highest value is connection. I love connecting with people. Um, And I'd love to hear from you, you know, if there's something that you took away from this episode that you loved. So come over and say hi. Uh, So that's the best place to connect with me. I've got links in there to all of my current offers. I'm not launching anything at the moment, but I do have a couple of courses that are available if you are wanting to be unstoppable in your business, depending on what area you want to work on. And I do have a book. I've got a best-selling book, which is right behind me. But if you can't see anything because you're listening to a podcast, it's called Uncertain to Unstoppable. And it's an Amazon best-selling book. And it is available on Amazon. But if you get it from my website, I can actually send you a signed copy as long as you're within Australia uh, or New Zealand. And yeah, it's an incredible book that kind of over goes over a lot of what we talked about today and that that courage, that confidence um, and understanding the valleys and peaks of our journey, especially as entrepreneurs. So maybe I'll send you the link for that. If you want, Camry, you can put that in the show notes and go and check that out. Yeah, I will. I will include everything in the show notes, ladies. So go over, have a, say hello to her on Instagram. I can vouch that she will respond to you because she responds to me all the time. She loves a good voice memo message. So thank you for being here. I I really appreciate it and have a great day. Thank you so much for having me, Camry. This has been fun. See ya. Thank you for tuning in on another episode of the Standout Style Podcast. If you are loving what you hear, I would be so grateful for you to leave me a review. It just means so much to me as a podcaster and for the show. 
to be rated on iTunes and all the podcast platforms. If you want to leave me a review, I would honestly just love it and appreciate it so much. I love going over and reading what you guys have today to say. I appreciate you until next time.